Welcome to this week's Heathcliff. My name is Dave. This is the podcast where I describe and analyze the single panel comic Heathcliff, available syndicated in newspapers around the country and on Go Comics' website at he, uh, gocomics.com slash Heathcliff. I do this for reasons I'm not sure of myself. I enjoy doing it. I hope you enjoy hearing about it. It's been about a week. So why don't we get right into it? Here is the Heathcliff panel for Monday, May 13th, 2019. Um, we'll be looking at the Heathcliff panels for the week of Monday, May 13th, 2019. And you can read along on Go Comics' website. Again, that uh, website is gocomics.com slash Heathcliff. <clears throat> so... We are uh, in the Garbage Night setup, which is a setup we see fairly frequently in Heathcliff. Uh, It is the, um, well, you see the the suburbs at night um, from the street. Uh, The street itself takes up about the lower fifth of the panel. And there's a slight vanishing perspective that's applied um, so that the street is slightly higher in the panel on the left side, slightly lower in the panel on the right side of the panel, so you can just sort of imagine. Um, and I, I, that's a comic artistic thing. I think, generally speaking, like one of the rules is you know you you don't necessarily look at something exactly face on, unless that is like part of part of it. You look at it on a slight angle, so we are slightly angled. In the background are a couple of um, buildings. Those are across the street, past the sidewalk, past the lawns. Um, There's some trees. There's a lawn. There's a tree in front of a white picket fence on that lawn, and the lawn itself does not look like a lot big enough to hold a home and indeed there is no home on it so it's sort of weirdly placed there in sort of the middle ground of the panel um, with no real indication of what it is intended to be like you don't just have little like weird lawn spaces in the suburbs everything is taken up by by homes but this is some sort of weird tiny narrow lawn the tree in it uh it runs up the length of the right side of the panel from you know roughly uh the middle all the way up to the top there's a green bushy tree thing at the top with a branch and two owls seated upon it to the le- panel left of the tree is the moon in front of a black cloud. It's a yellow moon with a chunk taken out of it. I've made a lot of um, hay in this podcast about how you can't have a moon in front of a cloud. That just doesn't work physics-wise, but clearly I've lost this fight. <clears throat> in the street itself... And uh, taking up the center of the panel and most of the action of the panel are two overturned garbage cans, 
with brown garbage spilling out of the bottom of them. They are, you know, overturned atop that pile of garbage. On the panel left, one is Heathcliff. His mouth is open. He's smiling or talking, and he's holding a um, a fish skeleton. On the panel right, one is Pikachu. He's also holding a fish skeleton, though he's not saying anything or seeming particularly to react to the fact that he's holding a fish skeleton. In uh, the tree overhead are the owls, as I said, and uh, one of them, his mouth is open. He's providing the caption panel. He's saying, Garbage night is a star-studded affair. I don't have a lot to say about this, I guess. Um, Detective Pikachu is coming out. If it is not already out, I'm not sure. And Pokemon has generally been pretty forefront of the gestalt of American experience since I was, you know, a a teen. It's waxed and it's waned, but it's, it's certainly it's one of the waxing points in its uh, cultural relevance. Picturing Pikachu eating garbage is a strange message. Not sure I understand the point. There's a lot I don't understand, though. Let's move on. Here's a Heathcliff comic for Tuesday. May 14th, 2019. We're in uh, the suburban home that Heathcliff lives in, one of the many ever-changing rooms. Um, in uh, the, the room has very little furniture in it, but it does have an archway that's depicted as being on the uh, panel left side, and and. Standing in that archway are the elderly woman who lives with Heathcliff and her younger friend, who is almost always dressed exactly like her. The elderly woman is always dressed in a skirt um, with a sort of suit jacket top that matches, um, so like a power suit, but with a skirt. It's very strange. I don't know a lot about female fashion. I do know that Women sometimes wear clothes like this, but this woman wears this outfit all the time. And it is a very formal outfit, and she wears it around the house. It's odd. Um, She's also depicted, as uh, most people are, with um, her hands in her pockets because Gallagher hates drawing hands. Um, So she's depicted wearing that. Uh, she's older, so she's got white hair, a ruffled fringe around her neck, uh, standing to her left panel right is her younger friend. I have a whole thing in my head about 
how this younger friend is doing like a single white female thing here and taking over because she's she's always dressed exactly the same. She's obviously younger, so she'd be, you know, but but there's no there's no generational indication of that except that she is physically drawn as younger. She has brown hair. She looks younger, but she wears exactly the same clothes. There's no reason that would happen if I was, if I had a friend come over and he walked in and he was wearing exactly my same clothes, except a different color, I'd be like, weird, kind of creepy. Why'd you do that? And maybe we would have like a, a, a laugh about like the, uh, well, I guess I got the memo or whatever. Um, but then if it kept happening, I'd be like, I gotta, I gotta think about hanging out with Steve. Something's not right here. Whatever. Anyway, so they're in the background-ish of the panel standing in the archway. In the uh, foreground, in the middle of the panel, is Heathcliff. His back is to us. Um, and he, there's a famous uh, rock, Rockwell painting of um, Rockwell uh, drawing himself where he's looking at himself in a mirror. He's got a pipe in his teeth, and he's uh, drawing himself, and it, that drawing of himself appears in the painting. And um, then there are other sort of paintings in the background. It's this it's studio. He's at work. Heathcliff is doing that. Uh, so in the background, there are a bunch of, like, uh, pictures of Heathcliff hanging on the walls and then a couple stacked to the extreme right of the panel. And then on a, um, an easel right in front of Heathcliff and Heathcliff is in exactly the same position that Rockwell's in, um, in that painting, including the pipe and the glasses that he's wearing. And, um, it's, it's sort of a charming homage to that, uh, uh, work. Um, the elderly woman, her mouth is open. She's providing the caption of the panel and she's saying, it's his quote, me, end quote, period. So Heathcliff is, he has artistic skills. This has been shown before. He's worked in um, any number of media. Um, and apparently he is now in a phase where he just draws himself, which most of his phases, if you know anything about Heathcliff, have something to do with him. Uh, and that's fine. Um, it's a little weird to make Rockwell point part of this at all, you know, like why, why, why is this like sort of biting on that? But at the same time, it's sort of in the same vein as like the Pikachu thing where it just sort of appears there, but the actual like punchline while calling attention to, like, some aspect 
of the visual. You know, in this case, Pikachu is famous. In that case, Pikachu is famous. In this case, um, Rockwell is painting himself. In fact, he paints himself three times in that one painting. In the mirror painting and on the on the easel. Um, that's sort of like the very, very front of the bit, you know? Like, Pikachu is famous. This is a self-portrait. Why use those things just to say that? I don't really know. It seems like there's a lot more you could do with that because there, there's a lot more to be mined there. But sometimes, I guess, you stop digging after you get to the first nugget of gold. Sure. We'll move on to the Heathcliff comic for Wednesday, May 15th, 2019. We're in the park in the city often see this park in the city. In the background are a bunch of city buildings past a low wall, low red wall. And then in the foreground, there's lawn, there's tree, all kinds of park stuff. There's a bench. And seated on the bench are the elderly man who lived with Heathcliff. He's always pictured wearing a sort of red sweater, white collar shirt, blue jeans. He's wearing those things. And a guy... Just a guy, almost exactly the same guy, same clothes, except his sweater is yellow. Um, he doesn't have an old man mustache, but he also has glasses on. Um, and then they're both wearing helmets, and their helmets say dog. <laughs> and then... Falling into the panel from above as if finishing or uh, at the top of an arc um, that will lead him to come crashing down upon them, presumably to do great violence to them, is Heathcliff. His back is to us, so we just see him sort of uh, diving. It looks like almost a a belly flop dive that he's going to take onto these guys. So he's about to hit them full force. And when he does so, I mean, Heathcliff's owner is older. You know, this is going to hurt him. It's going to hurt the other guy, too. And, and Heathcliff has been shown with a, with a large capacity for violence. Um, we don't know if he's going to stop hurting them once he starts. The guy who's not Heathcliff's owner... His mouth is open, and he's saying, I was hoping we wouldn't run into him. Which I assume is how most people go through their day in this town or city or wherever the hell we are, knowing that Heathcliff exists. And knowing that Heathcliff exists, it is a very odd choice to put on um, a helmet that says dog, because Heathcliff hates dogs, for one, and for two, it is generally a very odd choice to put on a helmet that says dog. There doesn't seem to be a larger reason they did it, but you have to imagine that at some point, these two guys 
who don't live together uh, decided that they would hang out, you know, go to the park, take a walk together, whatever. Nice day. Maybe we'll get a coffee afterwards. We can catch up. It's been a, it's been a while. Oh, um, I'm going to wear my helmet that says dog. Oh, cool. I'll wear my helmet that says dog. Or alternatively, they both get there and they're like, oh, looks like we both got the memo. We wore our helmets that say dog. Why did they do that? Unclear. Not explained. Not explained in any aspect of the panel. Heathcliff is about to assault them. So you could say, well, like, maybe everybody wears helmets because there's a murderous feline that no one is doing anything about. So we have to protect our own heads. But it is the helmets themselves that have aroused Heathcliff's ire, obviously. World is this world is weird. Let's move on to um, the Heathcliff comic for Thursday, May sixteenth, twenty nineteen. This is a place we haven't seen before. Um. So most of the panel's background is a red brick wall. Um, there's um, some ivy on the wall, some, some uh, shrubs in front of it. And um, extending from the wall, uh, which is like, there's, a, there's, a, there's an entry through the wall, like a sort of, the, there's an entryway there. I don't know how else to describe it. You can walk through the you can walk through like a doorway in the wall. Um, that's at mid panel. Coming down from that to lower panel left is a uh, you know sidewalk or walkway path. Sure. Heathcliff is on that path. He is wearing. Uh, a tie and um, collared shirt and sort of those half glasses, reading glasses, you know, um, that that just sort of catch the lower half of the eye and then the upper half, uh, you can look over them. Um, and he's carrying a, a valet, valise suitcase-y thing. He's got um, a suit jacket over his uh, collared shirt and tie with uh, at least one visible elbow patch. He's not wearing pants. But he looks, you know, professorial for all that. And indeed, the uh, doorway sort of has an archway over it that reads uh, West Finster State University. Standing under that are two co-eds, a female one, a male one. Uh, females wearing like uh, a fairly conservative purplish dress. She's blonde. She's holding a piece of paper. The male is wearing blue pants, a collared shirt under a sweater 
That has a W on it, so go fighting Westminsterers. And he's got brown hair. He's got, like, a folder under his arm. And then in the background, we can see sort of, like, a classically, like, uh, Greek-inspired um, university building. But we don't get a lot of details on that. It's, it's in the far background. So Heathcliff's walking away from all this, uh, and watching him go are these two students. The male student, his mouth is open, so he's providing the caption to the panel, and he says, I barely survived his garbage studies class. Which is, you know, funny. Like, the idea of a garbage studies class is just a funny idea. The idea of Heathcliff teaching is funny, too. Like, he'd be a pretty bad professor to have. He'd be bad at it for any number of reasons, including the fact that he is a cat. So that's humorous. Straightforwardly humorous panel. Set up. Done. Great. Let's move on. So here is the Heathcliff comic for Friday. May 17th, 2019. Wow, whoa, is this weird. Wow, okay. We're on the sidewalk. Same sidewalky setup that we've had before. This time the sidewalk. Uh, in, in the suburbs, I should say. Uh, this time, the uh, street itself is only in the lower right corner of the panel. The sidewalk runs from mid-panel right down to lower panel left, um, and uh, the curve of the earth is rather extreme, so the vanishing perspective is rather extreme. There are a couple buildings in the background, you know, low homes, uh, and then in the foreground or the middle ground, there's the strip of um, grass that's next to the sidewalk with a fence behind it. Again, you never see this in the suburbs. There should be homes on this lot, but there aren't. There is a tree in that lot, however, with two bluebirds in it. They're sort of at the top center of the panel looking down on the sidewalk. And on the sidewalk in the middle of the panel are Heathcliff and a robot. They're walking side by side. The robot is to panel left, Heathcliff's right. They're walking towards us, and they're both wearing hats. So are the birds. They're all wearing red hats, like baseball caps. Their baseball caps all say the word bro on them. And the robot is a white robot. It's got a uh, yellow panel, red buttons on it. It's chest, square head, flat robot expression, articulated joints. Heathcliff looks content. He's got a smile on his face, heavily lidded eyes. They're walking side by side, like I said. One of the birds' mouths, these blue birds, our Greek chorus, his mouth is open. He provides the caption to the panel, and he is saying, Bros by any other name would still smell as sweet. 
Now, I get that there is a bit of wordplay here. A rose by any other name. Bros by any other name. Fine. But in order to get to that bit of wordplay, we have to somehow, for some reason, involve a robot and hats that say the word bro. As if it is... As if those aren't the unusual things here or the things that you would need to comment upon. The birds are also wearing this hat for some reason, even though they are commenting upon it, which seems weird. And then would still smell as sweet, but there's no, there's no indication of any odor-related comedy here. So that just weird, reads weird as well. One of the things that's most interesting to me about Heathcliff is that you do run into something with, you know, legacy comics quite a bit. And by legacy comics, I mean this. Legacy comics are comics where it's virtually impossible for them to be removed from a newspaper. The reason for this is, uh, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, uh, you can't lose a job as a syndicated newspaper comic writer if you have one of like the 50 that run regularly and have run for a long time in newspapers. It's virtually impossible because elderly people who have newspaper subscriptions are certain to call in and have a screaming fit if they don't see High and Lois or whatever that morning. So what that means is you have comics that have now spanned multiple authors, multiple generations, just still going on in this sort of zombie-like shuffling fashion. And indeed, uh, Heathcliff's on at least its second author. And usually what you see is laziness start to get expressed. A lot of joke recycling, a lot of lazy artwork, a lot of check cashing, for lack of a better term, uh, because there's no real incentive towards success. You're still like doing a newspaper comic when what you wanted to be was a fine visual artist or whatever, or you wanted to do newspaper comics, but you didn't want to like inherit high and Lois, whatever. Um, you can, it can never do anything more than what it's done in the past. And you can't really express yourself, so why try? It's also like, it's a good place for a cynic to just go and like be like, I'm going to get this paper and like put, in a, put in an hour worth of work on it every day and then like have my life. It's totally understandable. And it's not like this is a particularly bad thing. It's not a good thing. And there, it's not like there aren't comics that buck this trend. Nancy is one. I really encourage you to read Nancy, um, especially recently. And Google it because fascinating things are going on there. 
This isn't about Nancy, though. This is about Heathcliff. With Heathcliff, I mean, you're putting out a comic every day, so there are shortcuts, and there are times that the artwork is, um, you know, a little slapdash. That will happen. That happened in some of the best comics ever. What's fascinating to me about Heathcliff is it seems like Gallagher has the awareness of everything I said, but has decided not to be lazy and has instead decided to be as weird as possible and as, uh, like, obscured as possible, as hard to uh, reach as possible sort of in a postmodernist way. Like, there's no... How do you... How do you find your entry point here? What do you say about this? I'm trying to say something about it, and about all I can come up with for this one is, good for you, man. You could have been lazy. You could have been a check casher here. And instead, you decided to be confusing. And I'm not saying that glibly. I, I appreciate that. So let's move on to the Heathcliff comic for Saturday, May 18th, 2019. The last panel we'll examine this week. As you know, I feel very strongly that we should not do the Sunday panels. So... <clears throat> We're in the mouse hole setup. The mouse hole setup, we often see a um, uh, a wall with, like, cross-patterned um, wallpaper on it. And, indeed, we see that wall. It's in the upper left quadrant of the panel. Um, then there's a mouse hole on the baseboard. There's two gray mice standing in front of it to uh, the extremity of mid-panel left. Walking through the panel from lower corner left to mid-panel right is Heathcliff. He's walking on his hind legs. He always walks on his hind legs. It's particularly important here because he is. we can see he's tracking something through, like his footsteps follow him, and there are three dotted footsteps uh, there's two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen. About uh, sixteen of them, just walking through the panel as Heathcliff uh, moves towards the exit of the panel, panel right. He's paying no attention to the mice. The mice have walked, watched him go by. One of the mouse, mouse's mouths is open, and he is saying. He's tracking his good times all over the carpet. I'm not sure what that means the footprints are from. Clearly, it indicates that those footprints are created by something other than dirt. But I don't know what. And on that relatively strange note. I think I'll leave it there for the week. I hope you've had a great week. I hope you're doing well. Please do not 
rate or review this on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or any of the other apps you use to download it and listen to it. Uh, That's a waste of your time. But if you'd like to tell me anything at all, you can always email me at yourpalgarbageape at gmail.com. Till we talk again, have a great week.